Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List, where we occasionally talk about comics, movies, sometimes video games, or TV shows. I'm your host Lex, along with my buddy Murph, and each week, you can catch us rambling about all your favorite topics. If you enjoy this podcast, please like, subscribe, and share. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's up, ladies and germs? We are live. And again, when I say we're live, I mean just me. Murph's not here today. It's it's just me. Maybe it's been so long since I've done this because Murph did his solo round last week, and I feel rusty. So forgive me if this is uh, if this is rusty. I was hoping to have him back tonight, but I don't know where he is. I haven't talked to him in, in four to five days. It sounds like I'm giving an alibi or I'm trying to make sure I have an alibi in case he got murdered or something. I hope I really hope that's not the case. I just I know he's busy. He's got a new baby at home. Work has been kicking his butt. So I try not to bother him with this trivial nerd conversation once a week. It's not really important. I mean it is important. I know it's important to him and it's important to to me. But in the grand scheme of you know, taking care of his family. It's not that important. <laughs> so you got me. Solo. I hope you all are doing well. Like I said already, it's been a long time since I've talked to you. So uh, I enjoyed Murph's episode last week. It was weird, as I assumed it would be. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell he was nervous. I don't know why he's done it. This is episode 21 or 22 or something. I don't know. It's good to be back, though. What I do want to say to everyone, though, this is, again, since it's me, it's going to be a comic book heavy episode. And I want to go on the record and saying from here on out, I know we've done a few episodes that have been random. We've done a lot of random episodes talking about James Bond, talking about Pixar, talking about cartoons. The theme of the podcast is going to go predominantly towards comic books from here on out. So uh, I'm sure we'll lose a few of you guys because you, I don't know, maybe not. I'm going to start out negative. We're not losing anybody. But if you did come for the randomness, I mean, Murph will still be here. So you'll get plenty of that. But we're just going to kind of focus in on what I know most, and that's comic books. So, I hope I don't bore you. 
it's going to be relatively current. We'll try not to touch base on a bunch of old stuff, even though there's some old books that I want to talk about, old storylines, and hopefully I can bring you into that world. That's going to be my plan to, to make something old still enjoyable. And I, I'm nervous to do this by myself. It's really hard to fill up 30 minutes, 40 minutes, talking about nothing to yourself. So we'll see. What I want to do this episode is start out by answering one of the questions that we have a list of. And me and Murph haven't recorded one together in almost a month. Maybe we'll just do a, I'll record one, he records one. We'll do like a joint custody thing. And then maybe once a month we'll get together and record one. I don't know. I try not to bother him. So I'm going to answer one of the questions. Hopefully there's one for me personally, and then we'll get started on the episode. All right, Levine here, one last time. Uh, Lex, this one's for you, buddy. Um, I've gathered from the show that you're an artist. Uh, Haven't seen any of your work, don't know if you're any good, but I think anything somebody's passionate about, uh, doesn't matter if it's good or not, as long as it brings you happiness. So for you, bud, what I would like to see, uh, if possible, maybe you're in the works already, I don't know. Um, I got the idea, you guys have been talking about Twitch. Could you do a painting or whatever, a drawing, whatever you do on Twitch from start to finish, doesn't matter how long it takes you, and just kind of talk through it while you're doing the painting. Let us know what's going through an artist's mind kind of see uh, something like that. Not so much Bob Ross where he's trying to teach you, but just uh, what's going inside that brain of yours while you're painting. I think that'd be cool. What do you think? You know, it's funny that you ask that. I try not to do a lot of self, uh, shameless self-promotion on here. I am a freelance illustrator for hire, and I do stream on Twitch. Stream at some odd times. Each Sunday night on Twitter, I update my evening schedule for the week. And then I stream every morning at five, around 5 a.m. I try to get I try to get on at 5 a.m. Now here in the past few weeks, I've been building up, not building up, but altering some of my setup. So it's been kind of stagnant, but Probably starting next week, it's going to get back to every morning at 5 a.m. and then two nights a week. So, yeah, if, you, if you're if you on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, it's all scribbles of Lex, no spaces. And, yeah, you can probably see me doing something at some point all the time. So, yeah, and... Not really so much painting. I'm going to start doing some paintings on there, but it'll be it won't be Bob Ross style, or it won't be me. It'll be me learning myself, and then just kind of talking to the people like I like I tend to do. So thanks for asking. It let me do like a shameless plug. Check it out if you're interested. If you have Twitch, hit me up on there. I'd love to chat with you. It's always fun to to connect from other places. So yeah, that was a good question. A Black's only question. I like that. I feel I don't want to take away from Murph's perspectives on stuff, but I feel like he wouldn't have one. He streams on Twitch uh, under Wednesday Poll, but since he has, you know, again, 
work, you know, hardworking, taxpaying American man taking care of his family. He's busy. And he's got a new baby, so he can't really play as much as he, he'd like to. But once things get more comfortable, he plans on getting back on there hardcore and, and doing it a good service. So I'm excited to see that from him. And hopefully you'll check me out. Hit me up and say hi sometime. While we're on the topic of games, or Twitch, not really games, but Twitch is usually a gaming platform. While we're on that topic, I know I said we're going to be predominantly comic book talk and comic book related topics. I don't want to just cut you guys off cold turkey, so we'll do a little bit of game talk this week. And we'll probably do more of it. Murph Murph is a gamer, so we'll probably sneak it in there. But the, the main topics of the episodes will probably be more comic book related. So let's jump right into some uh, some game talk. Wednesday, last Wednesday was Pokemon Day. Now, if you're turning your nose up at me right now, you can go screw yourself. Everyone around my age, around in, in junior high and younger, maybe a little bit after, everyone played Pokemon on their GameCube, GameCube, Game Boy. I remember it being in the locker room, people sneaking it on the in their classrooms, playing it on the bus. Everybody played it. So. Bye, if you're not interested. <laughs> I, I haven't played it so much in the past decade, but it was a strong, strong staple in my in my childhood. So not only did Pokemon Day bring a new Pika, Detective Pikachu trailer, which I was really skeptical about the first one, wasn't interested, looked dumb. The second one kind of reeled me in. I'm probably going to see I'm, I'm going to see it. I don't know why I'm trying to even act like I'm, I'm going to see it. It brought me, I was excited about it. It looked fun. It looked funny. So check it out with me. Not at the same time. That'd be weird. I don't want to sit next to any of you guys. But Nintendo also revealed the next generation of Pokemon games. Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. The two games are releasing exclusively for the Nintendo Switch and not the 3DS in late 2019. It's caused a little bit of controversy because... Pokemon has always been a handheld game. Well, the main Pokemon game has always been a handheld game. And some people are saying that it's limiting the audience, people that are that have 3DSs that are expecting this game. And I get it. The Switch is kind of a handheld game. I, I, it's hard for me to, to kind of pick a side on this because I have a Switch, so I automatically win in this debate. So it sucks if you have a 3DS. Plain and simple. That's all we got for Switch news. So each month, uh, we'll just touch base on this. Each month, PlayStation and Xbox, they both give out free games. If you have a PlayStation, I think it's silly if you don't have PlayStation Plus. You you basically pay $60 a year. And if you're smart, at the beginning of the year, like I do, various sites like Newegg and GameSpot and all these other sites will offer discounted... Uh, annual subscriptions for it so you can get it from 45 to 50 dollars even cheaper but each month you get two to four free games i mean you can't beat that even if it's just something you'll play a few times if it's something you're bored you just want to hop on and play it's it's worth it you know so if you don't have playstation plus or gold 
Games with Gold, I think it's called for Xbox. I strongly recommend it. I don't recommend the Nintendo Switch one yet because, whew, it sucks. Even though you need it for to play multiplayer. And it's extremely cheap. So, yeah, go ahead and snag the Nintendo Switch one if you have it. You might as well. So, PlayStation Plus is slimming down this month. It's doing away with the free PlayStation 3 and Vita games. So, in various months and years, PlayStation 3 has been around for forever. But they were still putting out free games every month for that. And every month for the Vita. It's, de- it's gone. So, at this point, the PlayStation 3 is officially a dead console. As well as the Vita, they stopped production of making any more Vitas this month. So they're both dead consoles. I might pick up a Vita just because they're not making them anymore. And it was a cool concept, but man, I think they really dropped the ball on it. Maybe they'll pick it up in a few years. That just leaves two PlayStation 4 games as the PlayStation Plus freebies for this month. And they're pretty big ones, if you're into them. I... Me personally, I'll I'll download both of them, but I'm not like super excited about them. So, and well, they both also have been enhanced for the PlayStation Pro if you happen to have the higher end system like your boy. So the first game is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. It's the 2016 revamp of the 2007 classic. Everybody knows Modern Warfare. It remains one of the most critically acclaimed shooters of all time. It's helped establish Call of Duty, the Call of Duty series as a huge franchise for Activision. Modern Warfare Remastered was originally included in 2016's Call of Duty Infinite Warfare before being sold separately. Murph and I have heard some rumors that the company will, re- will return to the series in this year's installment. So we'll see. The second game from PlayStation is called The Witness, and I don't know much about this. A buddy of mine, Dr. George, Dr. C. Jesus, if you find him online, he's a streamer on Twitch, and he's predominantly on Twitter. It's a puzzle game. It's a follow-up to a game called Braid from the creator Jonathan Blow. It's also from 2016. It's a series of interconnected puzzles that impact the world that the game is made on. And I've seen a, a little bit of gameplay it's like super difficult puzzles and if you can't figure out one you can move on to a a, a different one and a lot of times solving one puzzle will make another one easier and then you can kind of go go throughout the world trying to figure them all out i I don't want to talk too much about it because i don't know too much about it check it out i mean it's free why not i'm definitely gonna download it and check it out so the title's offered through Xbox Li- Xbox Live's Games with Gold program. See, that doesn't even... I'm, everyone knows I'm a PlayStation fan, so... Sorry. Let me get through this Xbox note. Xbox update this month. The Xbox Live's Games with Gold program. So usually you get two Xbox One games. One at the start of the month and one halfway through. And two older titles from previous console generations will be free as well. So in terms of the Xbox One titles from March 31 through the 31st, you'll be able to download Adventure Time Pirates of the Enchiridion, an open world adventure game based on the popular animated series Adventure Time. And if you know anything about me, that's one of my favorite all-time shows. So I'm a little bit jealous already. From the 16th, to, from March 16th to April 15th, 
The subscription will allow you to download Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 for free. If you, I've heard if you haven't played Garden Warfare 2, you should. It's a fun shooter that's... that's I mean, it's just kind of silly. I've played uh, Plants vs. Zombies, the mobile game, the first and second mobile game, years ago, and I had a blast with them. I just... I didn't carry over. I mean, I, I grew up, <laughs> so I didn't play the the first person shooter version. But another another thing that Murph and I have heard is they're making God, Garden Warfare three. Because obviously, I'm just now realizing is a play on Modern Warfare. Stupid. But yeah, pick it up. Silly. They're free. Who cares? Download them. They're fun. As if you have an Xbox, you have to be a chump first to download these games. But then, I mean, there's some pretty good games. Check them out. So despite the notable Xbox One offerings this month, the two older titles, personally for me, are actually the highlight of the March's of March's Games for Gold. Games with gold? Games for gold? Why? Why do you even have an Xbox? <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't want any Xbox hate out there. So from March 1st to the 15th, you can download Star Wars Republic Commando. It's a squad-focused first-person shooter that came out with the original Xbox. I loved that game. I remember it so many years ago, my cousin had it, and we played the crap out of that game. I'm extremely jealous. This month, is, they've already beaten PlayStation as far as the games that came out this month, and I hate to admit it. I, it they, they just did. It sucks. So the second game, you'll be able to snag up Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. It's a typical game. It's a spinoff in the... It's a typical Metal Gear game. It's a spinoff of the Metal Gear franchise. It abandons the stealth attributes of the usual series for a head-on sword-focused combat. It's If you're vaguely interested in the Metal Gear series or a smart hack-and-slash game, you definitely want to play it. It's extremely difficult, and I didn't beat it the first time I played it. I would love the chance to play it again. But, uh, yeah, nah. Not getting an Xbox dog. Sorry. Anthem is still getting bad reviews. I'm going to wrap this up with Anthem. I was really hopeful for this game, but man, people are just crapping on it. I spent a lot of money on games lately, games that I've been excited about, and they've let me down. I enjoyed Kingdom Hearts, so I won't say it let me down. It was just really fast. And then Red Dead let me down. It was gorgeous, and it was the story was good, but... I, for some reason, it's just a letdown to me. I can't pick it back up. I can't finish it, and I can't get on the online mode. I can't. I just can't. I'm not a rock rock star fan. I'm just not. I try to be because a lot of my friends are, but I just can't. It's just not fun for me. So I'm, I'm really weary now about where I spend my money on games. I don't. I know I don't like first person shooters in general, so I'm not gonna go and spend my money on them straight out of the game. I'll wait till Anthem's free on PlayStation. And then I'll give a solid review on it years later. I don't know. I've heard I heard a rumor of Sony refunding games because it was the game was shutting down their consoles, was refunding money for the game. It's just bad. I'm sorry. I had hopes for it. I did see a bunch of cool skins that people were recreating characters in pop culture in the game. I thought that was fun. Not fun enough for me to, to buy it. Sorry, I am. Th- I used to have GameFly, and I am thinking about getting GameFly again, just to kind of test out some of these games that I want to play and send them back. I don't know. I'll keep you guys updated with that. 
that's all we got for gaming news. If you guys have any gaming news or anything that you want us to look up and find more about, hit us up. Messages on here or on Instagram or on Twitter. Obviously, it's the Wednesday poll. So let's go over to some quick comic book news before we get into today's topic, which I don't think I've announced yet. Oh, well, I'll keep you on your toes. So Disney is riding high on the success of Marvel Studios, but some fans are taking a new Marvel Comics panel as a sign the company could eventually close down the longtime comic publisher. This all started with a Marvel Comics announcement of a panel at South by Southwest, which I'll be at, so if you're there, you should stop and say hey. Which will bring together Marvel Editor-in-Chief C.B. Sobolski and Chief Creative Officer Joe Casada for an hour-long panel titled Marvel from Comics to Screens, and it'll analyze how the comics act as a lifeblood and pulse of the movies, games, and television shows that are dominating the market right now. An article from our friends over at Bleeding Cool suggests that perhaps the panel is to prove to Disney that Marvel Comics as an entity is needed if all of those other mediums are meant to grow. Because, obviously, the stories and characters and worlds that are explored and created in comics. That wasn't really based on anything specific in the press release, but basically people just took it and ran with it. I saw it on various news sites, YouTube videos, everybody was using it as a clickbaity title to get you to, to read their crappy article. It's, it's, come on. Really? Why would they shut down? Why would they shut down Marvel? It's, it's been around for years and it's not even in a comics sales standpoint it's not even the lowest they've ever been they're actually not doing bad i don't know sources say that disney's not shutting down marvel duh joe casada re- uh, recently responded as well he said must be a slow news day ladies and gents i give you the dumbest comic conspiracy this week which is true i 100 agree i did click on some of those just to see what it was about and it, it was all silly to me so if you saw that and you clicked on it i'm sorry and if you wrote one of those articles you're a douche next up we got a new trailer for shazam came out i know murphy's gonna be just grinding his teeth at this Uh, and i have gone on record for saying that i wasn't excited and i thought it would be bad but now i'm a sucker for second trailers so i'm i'm kind of into it it looks fun Aquaman kind of re-sparked my interest in in the DC movies again, so we'll see. I wasn't going to see it in theaters, but I plan on seeing it in theaters now. It just looks fun. It doesn't look like it takes itself too serious, which I'm I'm into. So so we'll see. What else do we got? Oh, so Black Widow is... um, Well, first of all, after Endgame... Uh, I've heard that Marvel wasn't going to release another movie for a year, which I think uh, people have kind of uproared about, but I think it's pretty smart. A year is not that long, and they've been kind of shooting them out back to back to back lately. Uh, Well, okay, so you got Endgame, and then you have uh, Spider-Man coming out, but still, that's from Sony, so... I feel like that'll be good, a good break. It'll have you wanting more, and they'll pick up. They have a lot of franchises they can still roll with, and I just think it's smart. It's kind of an overload of it right now. Hopefully, everyone else kind of 
well, DZ might use it as a chance to catch up, but we'll see. Hopefully, they just kind of scale back on it and keep that keep that fire going instead of just letting it fizzle out. The Black Widow will probably be one of those movies, and fans have been pining for it to be rated R. It's going to be more of an espionage movie, more of a spy movie than a superhero movie, which I really like because Captain America Winter Soldier is probably one of my favorites, one of my top three favorite Marvel movies. They've been pining for it to be rated R, but the Disney Marvel went on the record saying that it won't be rated R, which I was like, oh man, that sucks. But then I thought, I enjoyed Winter Soldier, and it was an espionage-type movie. And they didn't they didn't have to be rated R. So, I'm hopeful. Uh, it'd be good to see a Black Widow movie. I think it's, a, it's again, with the, the a different take on a superhero movie than, you know, sma- flying and smashing and punching each other in the face. It'll be cool. I'm excited to see it. Next up, we're going to talk about a show that I'm currently watching that I'm really excited about. It's called Doom Patrol. And you have to have the DC streaming service for it. I'm going to go on... I don't know if I've gone on record and said this before, but I'm going to go on record and saying that I think the streaming service is worth it now. So, Titans was the first original show that they had for it. And though I have a lot of problems with Titan and things that I could just pick apart at, I've I've gotten to a point in my fandom where I just I just try to appreciate it for what it is. And it was a fun show. I liked it. There was again, there was things that I could rip apart and I was just like, ugh, why are they doing that? But I enjoyed it. So at that point I was like, oh maybe streaming service isn't for everybody. Because it's it's not cheap. It's not expensive. It's uh, $7.99 a month, but it's $75 annually, which I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it's a lot of content for $75 a year. And then they came out with Young Justice Outsiders, which is Young Justice, the animated series season three. And if you are a fan of any DC animated properties and you haven't seen Young Justice, you're a fool. It's one of their best shows. It rivals the old Batman animated series and it rivals the old Justice League shows you're missing out and season 3 the first half of it came out in January and the second half will continue in June so for me alone that was worth picking up the DC streaming service Doom Patrol for me is they sold me on it and they have some upcoming shows the Swamp Thing uh, so they're going to do kind of a horror horror aspect then they have a show called Stargirl coming out. Doom Patrol, though, kind of solidified it as a yes for me. It, it's okay. So first of all, it, it was a uh, it. They had a cameo in. Uh, let me see what episode was it. They appeared in the fourth episode of Titans. So it kind of it kind of it's kind of a spinoff. It's kind of in the same universe, which I'm I'm a big fan of that. Uh, Brendan Fraser's in it, kind of bit Brendan Fraser Brendan Fraser fan. Matt Bomber, he's in it as well. He plays Negative Man, and Timothy Dalton's in it. Everybody loves Timothy Dalton. Everybody. It's kind of a it's I don't know. Everyone compare if it's it's not, it's a ragtag 
group of people that have powers that don't really want powers or they're not like the Justice League. They're not shiny and, and corny and all that. Anytime you're not like the Justice League or Avengers, people automatically connect you to the X-Men. And the Doom Patrol, there's a lot of uh, back and forth about what came first, the Doom Patrol or the X-Men, because they're a lot alike. They both have the benefactor, the wheelchair benefactor that brings the people together that are unconventional superheroes. So they're very similar in that. And I want to say that before I make Murph watch it and he rips it apart for being just like X-Men. I want to say Doom Patrol came out first, but X-Men took off. It's only three episodes in and it's it's weird. You know, it's it's never I've grown to appreciate the weird shows that are coming out like Umbrella Academy. And weirdly enough, Gerard Way that wrote the Umbrella Academy has ri- has written the most recent iteration of Doom Patrol. So coincidence, but a good one. It, it's a fun show. You, I mean, you should definitely check it out. I, if if you're into it at all, I mean, if you're into superheroes, you're obviously listening to this, so you should be. But it's set after the events of Titans. It's a group of freaks, metahumans, consisting of Robot Man, Negative Man, Elasta Woman, and Crazy Jane. Call to action by Cyborg. So Cyborg's in it. Everybody likes Cyborg. It's when they're... And he calls them together when their leader and mentor, Niles Calder, is kidnapped by the supernatural supervillain known as Mr. Nobody. And again, it's only three episodes in, but I'm hooked. So check it out. I wish there was a way that DC let you watch the first episode of these shows or something, because it's that good. I won't spoil too much of it, and I can't, really. I just, again, I just have an appreciation for the weird. I'm glad they're embracing that. Uh, Same thing with Umbrella Academy. People, a lot of people don't like it. Some people do like it. I think think it's generally positively um, reviewed. But a lot of people didn't like it. But I like that they're embracing the weirdness. They're not trying to do the, the polished, typical superhero movie. So right now, Doom Patrol's on Rotten Tomatoes ranked certified fresh with a 94% approval rating. So that's, I mean, for me, it's pretty good. So it's a solid recommendation. Check it out. Okay, so let's jump into what we're here for today, folks. This episode, it's already probably halfway done, but we're going to talk about Captain Marvel. It comes out this weekend, and I'm really excited to see it. Uh, let's just drop some Captain Marvel facts. Captain Marvel will be the first female superhero in the MCU to get a solo film. She'll be played by the Oscar winner Brie Larson. So Captain Marvel attained her powers after absorbing the genetic template of Kree superhero Marvel. This made her the perfect Cree-human hybrid. She was originally created as a feminist icon, being a symbol of the ambitious, career-driven, and powerful woman. So all the people out there that are butthurt about it being a quote-unquote social justice movie or a you know a woman-empowered movie, that's what her character's always been. So you're silly if you if you are one of those people that are pushing that agenda. Even her moniker, Miss Marvel, has a deeper significance. At the time when her character came into being, several women were opting for the more ambiguous salutation of Miss rather than Mrs., as in married. 
making it subtle yet bold, making a subtle yet bold statement for itself. Now, again, if you are one of those people that pick a side, I don't. So if you're one of those people that pick a side and you are easily triggered by uh, left or right or any of that stuff, I don't know. This I, I'm not really the guy for you because I, I don't really I don't really get down with any of that. Her nearly endless list of superpowers include includes super strength, energy absorption, energy projection, the ability to fly, psychic powers, and durability. According to the president of Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, Feige? Feige? I don't know how to say that damn guy's name. She is the most powerful superhero in the MCU. That's a uh, that's pretty intense especially when you have like the hulk and you have thor and see the thor and you have thanos i mean this you know i don't want to spoil it but thor just chopped almost chopped his head off in the last movie so yikes so with that being said it's a it's a super pro woman super strong lady movie and that has not boded well with the men of the internet. As I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this, Captain Marvel hits theaters March 8th, 2019. Yeah, I did. It's it's this weekend. But it's already racked up some pretty negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. As soon as the movie was up on the site and able to be reviewed, trolls took the opportunity to bash the the film in hopes of snuffing out any early success it might have. Now, who are these trolls? Again, angry men on the internet. I don't pick a side, but I just think it's a little ridiculous that people get so triggered by things. If you if you are silly enough to think that this movie wasn't going to be pro woman and 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 really uh, doubling down on how independent and strong this lady is, you're just you're just a goofball, and you probably shouldn't be. This movie's not for you. I mean, it's for everyone, but if you're that individual that's getting angry about it, it's really not. You should probably go watch something else. <laughs> it just, it's its silly. It's silly. Yeah, so it, it, it's, the people, they're saying it's a social justice film, and I don't know. They're really, they're really angry about it. It's not the first time it's happened. Uh, whenever, and okay, now this movie is bad, so it's not a good example, but the, and it's not bad because it's an all-woman cast. The uh, all-female Ghostbusters that came out in 2016, uh, it got an unusual. Trailer came out on YouTube and it got an unusual amount of downvotes just before the movie even came out. And on the movie's IMDb page, received an influx of one-star reviews. Again, this is before the movie came out. Similar issues happened with Star Wars: The Last Jedi because, you know, people just people hated it. Ray was the main character. And with Black Panther. And I don't care what you say. Black Panther was a great film. It really was. And if you didn't think it was going to have a lot of uh, black overtones in it, you just you just don't know what you were going to see. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you're expecting from these movies when you go and see them. I think a lot of these people are going to these movies so they can say these things. It's just silly. I, I don't know. Facebook even had to shut down a group of, recru- of recruiting people. Okay, sorry. Facebook had to shut down a group recruiting people to write bad reviews of Black Panther on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it's silly. 
It's silly. It had 4,000 people in that group before it got shut down. What? That's insane. And they probably they didn't even see the movie a lot of times. Why? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Again, I don't pick a side. I'm not the guy to 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 go up in arms about any of that stuff. I don't get triggered by the news and things like that very easily. And this is not one of those podcasts, so we won't take a side right now. I just think it's silly. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is gone on the flag because they've altered the way they uh, t- took reviews or, t- or taking reviews, I think. So we'll see. It, dis- it disabled the user reviews. I think that's what happened. So I don't know. Just stop being an angry person on the internet. Like, no one cares. Just... This is not one of those podcasts, so I won't go into to my rant on those people that get triggered by things, because I think those people are silly. The end. That's that's my soapbox. Let's talk about Captain Marvel. So, Captain Marvel, we know has been... It's, it's been in development for probably since about 2013. There hasn't been a lot of... Uh, Female-driven superhero films. This, obviously, if she's the first one, they, some of the candidates are Black Widow, which we talked about a little earlier. Agent Carter, which later started in its own series. But back in 2014, they announced the Captain Marvel movies. So, you know, we've been waiting on it. It was originally scheduled for release July 6, 2018, a date that eventually went to Ant-Man and the Wasp. A lot of people didn't like that film. I enjoyed it. I watched it yesterday. It's, it's pretty funny. The film was pushed back first to November 2nd, 2018, which would have been cool, but then pushed to March 8th, 2019, this week. I'm excited about this movie, and I I hate to keep saying that. I just think even if it's a bad movie, it'll be a stepping stone because it comes out right before to the sequel, or to Avengers Endgame. And we know... We'll talk about that in a second. The cast. Brie Larson is going to star as Cara Danvers. I mentioned that before. She's an Air Force pilot who gains superhuman powers and becomes a warrior fighting alongside the alien Kree in outer space. Which, I've again, I've mentioned a little bit about before. Larson will be joined by Jude Law, who is rumored to be playing Marvel, one of my favorite characters, uh, an alien warrior and Carol Danvers' mentor. Gemma Chan... As the Kree Minerva and Ben Medelston as the leader of the villainous Skrull aliens. And his name is Talos. He's a shapeshifter and he also lives a double life as a human shield agent in the film. Lashana Lynch plays Carol's close friend and fellow Air Force pilot Maria Rambeau. She has a daughter named Monica and her call sign is Photon. That's a reference to a current comic book character, Monica Rambeau, who who her superhero name is Photon, and at one point in the comics, she was Captain Marvel. The film's also going to uh, feature several returning characters from past MCU films, uh, Samuel Jackson. He's going to return, even though he's going to be, like, way younger, doesn't even have his eye patch, it's going to be, like, a CGI de-aged. I think it's way before he got cool. He was, like, working at a desk. So, that'll be funny to see. Clark Gregg's Phil Coulson and Kobe Smolder's Mariah Hill will also be returning. And same thing with Lee Pace's Ronan the Accuser and Jimon Hanso's Korath. So I'm excited to see all these characters. If you're wondering how Captain Marvel can feature the characters like Ronan and Korath, 
when they already died in the 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy. Spoiler alert. That's because the movie is set in the past. Most, if not all, of Captain Marvel will take place in the 90s, a time when the Kree villains are still alive. So the film's obviously going to take advantage of the retro setting by paying tribute to the classic 90s action movies. You got to think, a lot of those lady, a lot of those movies back in the day had strong female leads. Terminator, Aliens. I mean, so hopefully they'll play on a little bit of that. So it remains to be seen how the film will explain Carol's absence in the current MCU films. Given her ties to the Kree Empire, it's likely that she's spent a great deal of time away from Earth since the 90s. I mean, since you don't see the Kree at all in any of the Marvel movies, or, I mean, they're shapeshifters, so maybe, but if they don't reference them not even once, then maybe that's where she's been the entire time, is, you know, fighting them off in space. So, I don't know. Captain Marvel will start, and this is my assumptions, this is where we're getting to. Captain Marvel will start with Carol already in space, in possession of her powers, part of a military team, on the Kree planet Hala. Jude Law's character is the leader of the group, and obviously Minerva, Korath, Ronan, like we talked about before. And it the movie's gonna take a lot from the comic book storyline, the Kree and Scroll War, which was which was pretty big back in the day. I wish I had more info on that because I haven't read it read it since the 90s. But if we as I mentioned a few times, the scroll the the film will also mark the debut of the Scroll Empire, a longtime cosmic rival of the Kree, which a lot of people have been wondering where they've been for the entire time because they're a big player in the Marvel Universe. So I don't know. Captain Marvel's the 21st film in the cinematic universe. How come the sc- scrolls have never been referenced before? And we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. And, and we know, you know, we obviously know that it's that I I don't know I've been thinking about it a lot and I was going to give you guys some kind of uh, theories but I really don't know I've, I've racked my brain I mean we know that she's going to have a, her own movie soon after we know she's going to be in Avengers four I mean it's just I don't know you know as if you know those who stayed at the end of the credits of Avengers Infinity War this is a spoiler alert they got the tease of Captain Marvel. As a disappearing Nick Fury seemed to send a distress call as he was disappearing, the last thing we saw before his body turned to dust was the Captain Marvel logo on the little beeper. So we know she's going to be in the next movie. Obviously, that was a big tease. I'm interested to see how they explain where she's been and how that distress call gets to her. So if you have if you have any ideas on how she gets introduced into the actual main timeline then leave us a question on here or a remark on here or on instagram or on twitter and let us know what you think i'd actually like for you after you see the movie to hit us up on all those places as well and let you let us know what you thought of the movie we're definitely going to come back uh, next week i plan on coming back next week with a review of the movie and hopefully murph murph has seen it by then and yeah, that's all I got. Man. No, actually, my pull list. I'm going to throw this out there. My pull list, um, if you want to know what my pull list is this week, you can go over to our Instagram page. I've started posting 
the screenshots of what they are from Marvel, DC, and Image. And I want you to leave a comment below and what I missed, what you picked up, what you're into, what you're reading, and let me know if you read any of the same books. Soon, we'll have YouTube videos out each Wednesday where I can review some of those books that I've read, and hopefully we can get Murph to do some movie reviews that could be kind of funny. We're uh, actually, as well, we're going to move, you know, he used to do those stupid spoiler alerts and those stupid Murph questions of the mind. Uh, we're, we're going to move those over to Instagram as well so you can interact with those over there. So there's a couple of things that we got planned coming up soon that I'm really excited about. But other than that, I'm circling the drain. Hopefully we have Murph back here next week. I need to call him and make sure he's not dead. I don't know. We'll see you guys next time. I just want to take a second to thank everybody for stopping by for another episode of the Wednesday Pull List. If you enjoyed this episode, share it around. Send it to your mom, your grandma, your grandma's cousin, your girlfriend, her dad. He's going to love it. Leave a review. Subscribe on any platform that we're on or that you're using. I really appreciate it, guys, and I hope to see you next time.